So today I'd like to look at something that, that is part of the unity principles, part of the way that we choose to live our life if we're following the idea of unity, and that is to prove that this principle actually exists, to prove it in our lives, to not believe what I'm telling you, but to prove it to yourself, to take it from an idea, a concept, something you can regurgitate out really easily to something that you know at the core of your being is the truth. To know that you can go from possibility, which is here, to reality, which is when you connect. So let's prove it today. And I'd like to look at it from this idea that we want to prove it when we're hurting, don't we? That's usually when most of us go, oh, I wish I had taken the time to do what I need to do so that I could be more comfortable in this really yucky, sticky, and, and awful place. And yet we don't do that. That's not human nature. We don't practice when we're feeling good. We think, oh darn, I should have practiced when I'm not feeling good. So I'd like to look at it today as let's prove it now while things are going well. And maybe, maybe you're at home right now and you're saying, you know what? It's not going so well. And I have something for you too. So here's a couple of quotes from Mark. With God, all things are possible. And all things are possible to him who believes. Now let's just unpack that for a second. You've heard that, I'm sure you have, in many forms. With God, all things are possible. Okay, great. But if I don't have a personal, proved relationship with God, then what does that really mean to me? Nothing. It's just words. Or, all things are possible to him who believes. Now that draws me in a little bit more, and then I want to know, well, what is it that I need to believe for things to be possible? And unity teaches us some of that. And one of the things is that what we focus on grows. How many have proved that what you focus on grows? Oh, absolutely. And I can see you raising your hand at home, too. And so then you believe. And so as a consequence, that then creates even more of that, doesn't it? So you, in some ways, are already living the proof. So I'd like to look at how do you prove it? So your oneness with the infinite is your basis of power. Let's look at that as to how can we prove that? And then how can we take one step at a time in this proving it? And then I'd like to leave you with some things to think on. So the spiritual principle today is that when you believe in the presence of God within you, you become God in action. Now that's not saying that you're not God in action all of the time. You are. You're part of this consciousness that is God. But when you believe in the presence of God within you, that then there is so much more that can happen in your life because you're becoming a deliberate creator using the power of spirit through you. The thing is, though, that what do you think God is? What do you think God does? And where do you think God does it? And if you don't have answers for those that empower the next step, which is believing that God is within you, then kind of you're lost, right? So where is God? Everywhere. 
everywhere. So even in this chair, in this carpet, in this, the air in this room, even the things unseen, like my thoughts, God is in that. What does God do? In reality, nothing. Until you do something, think something, and it responds. So you are living in an interactive consciousness, which is God. And how does it do it? Through our thoughts, through our beliefs. Do you believe that? I see, I see you nodding at home. <laughs> Ernest Holmes from the Science of Mind book says, one of the greatest difficulties in the new order of thought is that we are likely to indulge in too much theory and too little practice. And isn't that the truth? And every time we see someone else having trouble, isn't it easy to be a metaphysical malpracticer? <laughs> and say, what was in your thinking? <laughs> and yet, it's not helpful if somebody says that to us, is it? It's like, thanks so much. I shut right down. And so how do you balance between the two? And that's what I'd like to look at. So your oneness with the infinite is your basis of power. How do you know that you're one with the infinite? How do you prove that? We did a class last summer. It was um, E squared, and there's also a book called E cubed. And it's nine experiments that you can do to prove that you live in an interactive environment. There's a few of you here in the audience who took that course. And I know it seems sort of frilly and, and playful to say, okay, well, today I'm going to choose to see a lime green car at some point in this 24 hours. And that somehow that's going to prove that God heard me and, and it exists. And yet the thing is that in that 24 hours, if you're definitive that you really want to see a lime green car, guess what I saw? A lime green car. So that may seem sort of superficial, but the thing is that the universe is constantly responding to who we are, what we are, what we're radiating out through our thoughts. And that's how you begin to prove that you're living in this interactive universe that always hears you, because where is it? It's right here, where you are. This is Reverend Ike. For those of you who have ever watched him online, he's passed away now. He says, your oneness with the infinite is your basis of power. The greatest delusion of mankind is that he thinks he is separate from God. That's the only sin there is. And our definition of sin is that's the only mistake or missing the mark that you might make is this idea that you think you're separate. Because as soon as you start to understand, realize, believe, and then start to be it, radiate it, you start to see the results in your outer world. Even in the midst of the worst crisis. And we touched on that last week when we looked at Job. Job continued to just believe in his connection with spirit. And in spite of what went on in his life, he continued to move forward, sometimes with great difficulty. And we've all had that. You've had that, haven't you? Where you think, how can I go another day? And yet somehow we do. 
and then the sun begins to shine again in our lives. Does it shine even if you don't believe in God? Sure it does, because you don't have to believe it. It's still there. It's still responding. It's still love. It's still supportive. It's still benevolent, whether you choose to believe it or not. And I think that's the thing that is so comforting, comforting for me, is that no matter how much of an idiot or how many blinders I put on, or how much I decide to just be in that deep rabbit hole that I've decided to go in, that spirit is always there. And as soon as I say, okay, and let go, I just had goosebumps, that it responds. Something good starts to open and move towards me. Have you had that experience? Yeah, I see you nodding. Every other sin, he says, comes from this delusion. So everything else that we mistake, make as mistakes in our life come from this idea that we believe we're separate from God. And so I invite you to think about that this week. What is your belief in God? And do you only believe in God when things are going wrong and that's when you pray? Or is your life a prayer? And every day, you're praying the positive into your life. And if you believe in your oneness with God, all things are possible to you. So are you ready to prove it? And it seems elusive, doesn't it? Okay, so where do we begin? Where do we start? So the infinite does not know you as someone apart from itself. God is in you and it responds when you make up your mind. You are one with spirit. Are you ready right now to say, I'm one with spirit? Can you, can you say that? Maybe it's right here right now. Maybe it hasn't landed. But just like with anything that becomes a habit, if you do it all of the time, eventually you have this moment where you look back and say, wow, I didn't even have to try that time. It's just happening. And that's how it works. And it works with you making up your mind first. This belief is the starting point of making reality out of possibility. The knowing is the basis of your power. Your oneness with the infinite is your basis of power. Widescreen, Randy. Jesus said, this is my father working through me. The Father that dwells within does the work. Now he called this infinite field Father because for him, it was the intimate word for him. And in all ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. And so there too, to say that somehow how I'm responding to my outer reality is part of God too. And how can I redirect it, perhaps, if my reality isn't the way that I'd like it to be? What can I do to change my way of thinking, my way of looking at things, so that I can be guided into something better? And when you believe in the presence of God within you, the goodness of God within you, the mind of God, the intelligence of God within you, you become God in action. And I want to add the word deliberately. Because you are God in action anyway, 
but why not do it deliberately? It's like getting into the car and just kind of driving. They say, well, where are you going? Well, I don't know, I'm just driving. Why not say I'm driving to Toronto or Calgary or California? It's the same with you and your thinking. And where do you want to direct your life? How do you want it to show up? And that's where we trip up, is that we believe somehow that we are each like marionettes. You know, You've, did you ever have one of those as a kid? I never got to know how to work them, but they were little puppets on strings. And, and I thought in a way that if I ignored God, that maybe the strings could be cut and I could just kind of do my own thing. <laughs> and I realized that there were never any strings. I get to choose my life. You get to choose your life. And what you believe shows up in how you act and what you say and who shows up in your life. And if people are showing up in your life that aren't so comfortable, what's that asking of you? To be more patient? To be more compassionate? To be less judgmental? How do we treat them like we would like to be treated. What might that look like? Makes it easier to work with a, a difficult individual if that is in your mind. And I know some people can be very difficult. They can be really challenging. And maybe these challenging people are a bit like the story of the eagle's nest where Mother Eagle creates a, a nest and she creates it out of really thorny branches and then lines it with uh, beautiful, soft, whatever she can find in, in nature. The babies are born, and when it's time for them to leave the nest to change their reality to something else, she pulls the leaves out so that the nest gets prickly so they have to leave. And that's true. That's what happens with eagles. And that's what happens in our lives, too. When life is prickly, what is your soul calling for you to abandon to let go to move to the next level of what it is that your soul wants to experience. If you believe in yourself and you begin with positive thoughts and positive actions, the doors of opportunity actually always open for you. And that has certainly been my experience. Has it been yours? Anything you set your mind to, if you really, really wanted it, didn't it start to happen in some crazy way? Do you, hold your hand up if you've, if you've had a, something like that happen that's really quite amazing. Yeah. And that's, that's God in action through you. It's not some elusive guy in the sky with a big G on his chest. I know you know that, but you know, in this culture, we tend to sometimes go there. God is out there but it's not. Start with the proper attitude. Accept the possibility of the good that you desire. So affirm this with me. I accept the possibility of the good which I desire. I accept the possibility of the good which I desire. It's not even asking your monkey mind to say, I accept that it's happened. It's, I accept the possibility. And if you can accept the possibility, what have you done? You've done like what the Bible says, the, the grain of a mustard seed can move a mountain if you have that much faith. 
That's not very much faith. It's the same with accepting possibility. Everything you need will begin to come to you, but you must accept the possibility in your mind first. So are you ready to accept the possibility of good which you desire? So just close your eyes for a moment. There's something in your life you really, really, really want. I know there is. We all are just hardwired that way. So what is it? And as you see it, and you feel that you don't have it, how about feeling instead, I feel the possibility of it coming into my life, of being in my life. And just open your eyes when you're ready. There's like a, a breath of fresh air in thinking about possibility, isn't there? So Reverend Ike tells this story about blue shoes. He was a really fancy dude. You have to see him on YouTube. Very, very nice suits and shiny shoes and just a fabulous, dynamic, new thought minister. And he says this one day that he's decided he wants blue shoes. He wants blue shoes to go with this certain suit that he has. And so he goes to the shoe store and he speaks to the person that's, that comes up to him and says, I want blue shoes. And he says, well, we don't have any blue shoes. And he goes, but I want blue shoes. So he goes around looking in the store and, you know, he's, he's determined because he's Reverend Ike. I want blue shoes. So someone else walks into the store and asks for something. He doesn't know what. And out comes one of the other salespeople with a box with blue shoes in it. And they were exactly his size. And he goes to his salesman and says, what about those shoes? Those are my size and they're blue. And he says, I've never seen that box or those shoes ever in this store ever before. And he goes, what do you mean? He says, I don't know. And he says, well, can I buy them? They're my size and let me try them. And if they fit, I, I'd like to buy them. Sure. So then what he proceeds to say is, because they talked for a while and he talked to the other salesperson and neither of them had ever seen blue shoes in the store. So how do you think they ended up there? through the spirit within him, creating a reality for him of what he believed was possible. And he bought himself a pair of blue shoes that day. And everyone in the store that worked there would have said, and even said, I bet a million bucks there's no blue shoes in this store. And yet there they were. So I want you to think about that. How did that happen? Do we need to know how that happened? No. Just know that especially for Reverend Ike, because he believed in the possibility of his desires unfolding and coming true, that he was led to the right place at the right time to find exactly what it was that he wanted in exactly the right size. And life, spirit, God, the infinite field, whatever you want to call it, works that way, always. So you do it one step at a time. No pun intended, talking about blue shoes. First, in making reality out of possibility, open your mind to the possibility of good. So we talked about that. Now see the good already created, perfect and complete, in your mind's eye. Feel how it feels. Reverend Ike knew those blue shoes were there. He could see himself wearing his blue suit with his blue shoes. He knew he was going to have a pair. He knew without a doubt, and he knew that he was led to the right place. 
Can you live that way about something that you desire? I invite you to try it. What's the worst that can happen? You might get yourself a pair of your version of blue shoes. Then you will be connected by the spirit in you to the right people, to the right circumstances, to the right store. And your belief compels the right ways and means and inspire you to right action. And I've experienced that. And if you think about that in your own life, I bet you've experienced it too in some way or another. So that can work in everything in your life. Sometimes, though, restricting yourself to just blue shoes rather than what might be even better and grander, you're keeping it away from you if you limit it to the specifics. And sometimes it can take longer when you limit it to the specifics. So what is it that you really want? So with Reverend Ike, what did he want when he wanted blue shoes? I'm only guessing. He wanted to feel coordinated. He wanted to feel good and look good and he wanted things to match and to have something new and the feeling of that was what exhilaration maybe pride maybe just feeling really good inside so what is it that you would feel like if that which you desire already existed so you thought about something earlier today how would you feel if that already was not an issue anymore if that was your reality. When you believe in the power of God within you, you can make even the impossible possible. Now I've got a picture here of a final exam and an A+. And I, I thought about many stories that I could tell you in my own life of proving that God exists and that it is an infinite field where nothing is carved in stone. Anything can happen. Reverend Randy and I were studying ministry. And Reverend Randy, a little bit more than me, was really nervous about writing exams. Anybody else nervous about writing exams? Yeah, I think even if we don't have to write one tomorrow, the thought that you might have to, oh my God. So, I mean, we get nervous. And we were in a situation where the organizations, the New Thought organizations were revamping their criteria and just all of the things that were required to move forward in ministry. And so they really didn't have a, they weren't using the old method, but sometimes they did and sometimes they used the new method and the next month they would change their mind again. And in this particular time in our lives, we were told by our mentor that we would have to write this really long exam to find out where we were at before we could move to the next level. And the two of us just went, uh-oh, I think I've forgotten more than I'll ever remember. And we were really nervous. And I, I said to Randy, well, let's prove this thing. Let's prove God. Let's prove that prayer works. Let's prove that affirmative spiritual mind treatment actually works. And let's just imagine ourselves already having completed the exam, getting an A+, having our documents, and everything being completely done. So we did. Now, the thing I didn't tell you was that that week before we did this prayer, we connected with Spirit in this way. We received an email saying, you must write this final exam to move to the next level. Okay? 
So it's in an email, it's come to Randy, it's come to me, and it's come to our mentor. We go to meet our mentor the next week. We've done our prayer work. She pulls up the email to read it to us again. And there was no line in the email that said you had to write a final exam. The line was gone. <laughs> and I looked at Randy. Now, sure, we had to do other things, and we had to study, and we still had 10 years worth of study to do. But the requirement that had been in that email was no longer there. Why? Because we just proved that spirit works, that spirit responds. And when we went to the place of believing that we had already passed and had what it is and lived as if, that things happened. How do you explain that? We don't need to explain it. We don't need to know why. I'm just here to tell you that this stuff works. Spirit works. So do you find it easy and simple to believe in the possibility of the unpleasant, negative, and the worst case? Oh, I'm really good at that. <laughs> and you know what that tells me? Is I can be really good at the other two, and so can you. So why not lean towards the possibility of good? So if you think something's too good to be true, something has happened for you, and you say it's too good to be true, like, I got this job this week, do you then immediately say, oh, I hope I don't lose my job? I mean, why do we do that? We wish it in, we desire it in, we allow it in, and then we're ready to toss it out with our thinking right away. Why not just bless it instead? Have you ever received a blessing, but right away you begin to think about the possibility of losing it? And that's an old habit, too. And you can change that. In our era, the road to holiness necessarily passes through the world of action. And what he's saying is that you can really walk hand in hand with the spirit within. But it requires action. It's not just a head thing. It can't be. So things to think on. This is from the book, The Alchemist. There is only one way to learn. It's through action. Everything you need to know you have learned through your journey. Because someone can tell you something, but until you know it to be true for yourself, it's just words. And from Valerie Carr, we believe what we practice. So think of three things you desire the most and write them down. Write it down. The three things that you want. Ask yourself, what are the three things that I desire most? Three, keep on listing until you have a list that's as long as you want it to be. Because writing it down is the first step. Now, believe in the possibility of these things. Think of each one of them and imagine that it's already happened and how you feel and what you're doing and who you're interacting with and the words that you're saying. What does it feel like in your body? because then you become God in action. The power of God begins to act in you and through you and as you to begin about the experience of the good that you desire. It's that simple and yet so challenging at times. So Reverend Ike and the Gospel of Mark, all things are possible to him who believes. 
If you believe in yourself and set forth with positive thought and positive action, the doors of opportunity will have to swing open for you. They just have to, because that's the law. So one, why is it not good enough to believe that all things are possible? Because action is what gets you there. It takes you from the head to the body. What does decision have to do with making reality out of possibility? Because you're the creator of your reality. Your decisions are what create your life. What happens when you believe in the possibility of evil, trouble, bad outcomes, rather than the possibility of good? You know the answer to that. What are unborn possibilities? The ones you haven't let in yet. What is the one sin that brings about every other sin? Not believing that you are one with spirit. Thinking you're separate. And possibilities are no good until they're made a reality by faith and action. So we looked at your ideas of oneness about taking one step at a time, and some things to think about. So say this one with me if that's comfortable. I become what I practice. And let's anchor this with this beautiful song by Eddie Watkins Jr. Emilio does such a great job. I am the place where God shows up. Sometimes I wander and ponder Only to realize I'm not alone And there's nothing I have to do on my own Because I am the place where God lives Moves and breathes and has its being I am the place where God shows up I am the place where God lives, moves and breathes and has its being. I am the place where God shows up. Will I have enough to do the things I need to do to take care of myself? Will I? Have the health of mind and body to live a life of grace and wholeness. Sometimes I wonder and ponder, only to realize I'm not alone and there's nothing I have to do on my own because I am the place where God lives, moves and breathes and has its. I am the place where God shows up. Sing 
Place where God lives. 